I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the MMA Shower, sponsored by Hatton James Legal. That's HattonJamesLegal.com for all your employment law needs. Also, you can hear this podcast on srbmedia.co.uk. That's srbmedia.co.uk, and it's also available on Spotify. SRB Media. In this month's episode, we'll be reviewing UFC 281, which is Adesanya versus Pereira. That's UFC 281 which takes takes place at the Madison Square Garden in New York on November the 12th. Uh, to contact the show, you can email the show at the MMA show 7 at gmail.com, the MMA show 7 at gmail.com. And on the Facebook uh, page, it's Let's Talk MMA, Let's Talk MMA. And we're also available on Twitter. So always welcome with your comments, suggestions, and uh, email questions as well, and questions. Yeah, so at, as we said in the intro, we're going to be reviewing USC 281. We're also going to mention the recent, uh, I suppose you could call it an exhibition boxing match, but it is a professional status, I think. Uh, Jake Paul, who um, is making some uh, heads turn and, you know, getting some probably some respect by now. I certainly give him respect now. It started off as a bit of a, a bit of a sort of a shtick, a bit of a joke, but uh, he defeated Anderson Silva recently. So we'll, we'll have a, a quick discussion around the, uh, the Jake Paul circus, possibly. Maybe it's not a circus, it's more serious than that, but we'll have a, a brief discussion around that. As we get into the uh, into the main body of the show, we'll uh, go through the probably the first the the top three fights of the main event, co-main event, and then the uh, third top fight of the card. And we'll also look to mention uh, Frankie Edgar as well, obviously a veteran of the sport and the former champion as well. Okay, so uh, my co-host. Uh, is uh, Matthew Penny from Purely MMA. Good evening, Matthew. Good evening, once again. How are we all doing? Um, yeah, I think I think we've already mentioned the the topics of the show today, and uh, I mean, I think I think Jake Paul uh, should get a mention as well, uh, and Edgar as well for different reasons, but uh, both honourable mentions that deserve not to be skipped for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, yeah, let's get straight into it. And uh, I know you're uh, a pretty, pretty good, pretty big fan of uh, not just Jake Paul, but they're kind of. Uh, it's more than an exhibition, you know. He's, he's obviously accomplished uh, boxer, um, but uh, you you like that kind of format. I, I I'm a bit on the. I didn't like it at first, but I'm I'm starting to gain a bit of interest in it. So. Give us your thoughts on his most recent bout, and then 
you know, potentially he could have a fight with Nate Diaz. Well, it was just impressive. That, that, that's the thing. And anybody who trains their whole life for, for any kind of combat sport, I, I think, deserves a little bit of respect anyway. Um, and the fact that Jake Paul now does this full time, and, and he does, I mean, the, the amount of rumours and, like, even newspaper articles now that have articles on him saying it's rigged and whatever, it, it's just not rigged because it is professional and it is professionally sanctioned by various authorities that it needs to be done. So it's it's just, it is interesting. He makes it interesting. Even if you hate him, that's, that's the whole point. Um, when he's coming up against people like you know, he's now he's now knocked out Askren Woodley. He's beaten Anderson Silva. Yes, they're older, older MMA guys who are not in this anymore, and you know, are leaving their peak years behind them. It's still they're still dangerous guys who have been dangerous. So you know, a solid win over probably or arguably the greatest of all time in in mixed martial arts and and in Anderson Silva, who probably. Was more of a threat than Tyron Woodley, you could you could argue. So, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I, I have fun watching. It is a bit of a circus, you know. You're right. It, it is a circus. It is professional, but the build-up is usually a circus around Jake Paul. But this time, there was a lot of respect between the two guys, and and Anderson Silva has, has on multiple occasions has given fair dues to, to Jake Paul. So I think if he can step up and, and say it as well, I think a lot of a lot of us can accept it for what it is, a little bit of a circus, but then it's also a very serious professional boxing bout. Yeah, I think you've uh, captured the main uh, main essence of it. You know, it's a bit of a circus. It has to be to create the attention. Obviously, it's based on pay-per-views as well, so you're going to have to make it a bit, bit of a... A bit of a circus, a bit of a hype show, if you like. Um, yeah, the Ben Askren one, I, I think you, you can dismiss that with any seriousness because Ben Askren, you know, Askren in the cage, did he ever knock out anyone? I don't think he did in Bellator or. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, but yeah, Tyron Woodley, he, he had knockout power in the cage and obviously Anderson Silver had slick boxing skills. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, this guy. I don't think Paul's been training as a kid as a boxer only recently I think yeah yeah I, I, I think him and Logan both mm. did like uh, high, high school wrestling I think mm. more Logan um, but the, the fact that Jake Paul you know once he did get a couple of the wins under his belt he did go into this full mm. you know he went into it fully yeah. you know he's now got proper established camp with established guys it's not just his mates that are doing it yeah, he's he's doing this full time, and you know, one of his major major critics is that he doesn't take on a, a real boxer. Yeah, but he has he has tried on multiple occasions. He was going to so, fight Tommy Fury, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, he was going to fight Tommy Fury, and then he was going to fight another guy as well who had a decent record. Um, they even had the press conference, or I can't think of his name now. It's not it wasn't a big name, that's why mm-hmm. I can't think of it. But he was a professional boxer who had a decent record on him. They yeah. had the whole press conference sorted and that collapsed so he's tried you know and yeah. he's actively trying and you know every day he's on Twitter or on YouTube podcasts as well you know riling people up and trying to get fights with multiple people so 
I, I just don't see how you can give him that criticism. He's, you know, he's trying actively yeah. on multiple occasions. And if the Nate Diaz fight does come up, that should be interesting. Well, yeah, exactly. I think Anderson Silva probably got like a a throwback purist kind of attraction and fan. But if, if Jake Paul versus Nate Diaz gets made official, that's going to attract a whole different level and spectrum of fan to watch that fight. Then you, that, could, that call, will... then you could call it mainstream, couldn't you, really? Yeah, you could. You could. And that, that really would, the, the build up for that would be a circus. And so far, even, even like Tyron Woodley and stuff, Jake Paul picks these opponents. They're not like, they're not in his face. They're not really like pushing him mm. into deep waters in the fight. And then outside, they're not really pushing his buttons. Like Woodley tried, but you know, a lot of people laughed at him because he was always a bit cringy in his career. But, I think Nate Diaz would just, you know, you know what he's like. We don't have to build him up. I think he really would take Jake into like difficult territory outside of the ring and then in. Yeah, that's a good point. The the MMA guys he's fought so far, they're not natural trash talkers or in your face or uh, they don't really hyper fight with their mouth. But Nate Diaz, uh, he's quite genuine. I don't think he puts it on, and but he's got that natural chip on his shoulder. Yeah, and but he also has like a decent, you know, he, he might seem like an idiot, but I think he actually has a decent mind and he knows where the good money is. I think he knows if he took a fight with, with Paul, you know, his career is not on the way out, but he is, he's sort of done with the UFC and I think he's focusing on some of his own um, ventures, I think. I think he's getting involved with other like little promotions and, and doing stuff. So, you know, he, he, he'd understand that he would have a pretty simple fight camp for Paul, or I think he would consider it a pretty simple fight camp and then get paid like a few million quid for it and <laughs> yeah you know happy days yeah yeah for sure okay we'll we'll move on to uh, UFC 281 uh, before we get into the top three fights of the, the main card we'll we'll mention Frankie Edgar I believe this is his retirement fight yeah it is I've, I've actually just today read an article on him I think he did like a press conference not a press conference but he did like a, an interview basically saying why he's retiring and it, it makes sense you know move, moving down to bantamweight in 2020 he got that uh, you know a fairly decent split decision win you think oh this could be another you know another Josie Aldo you know a guy moving down unbelievably and then reviving his career a little bit longer but it's it's been painful hasn't it really watching him get knocked out twice like badly mm. um, his recent record is, is, is not good and you just don't you see multiple guys do it you know stick around in the game for too long and then like ruin people's memories of what he's done you know obviously an amazing amazing career but yeah. his recent record you know it, it, it causes a, a whole new generation of like People watching UFC think, oh, Frank Edgar, yeah, he's somebody who used to be good. But that's that's what some younger fans might think. So yeah. it's probably it's probably a good time to bow out and then all the older fans who remember him from, from his peak years, mm. it won't ruin that it, you know, it won't tarnish that memory of, of, of him. Yeah. Yeah, BJ Penn, Chuck Liddell come to mind in that category of 
towards the end of their career just losing, 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 and lose, losing badly, not KOs, and tarnishes their uh, legacy, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's not, it's, it's not good, and it, it can't be good for their health either. You know, he, he's, been, he's been in multiple fights before his, you know, downward spiral, so mm. it can't be good for his health, and... yeah. It, it, it gets to a point where it actually is almost uncomfortable to, to, watch. to watch his fights. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a good time. It's a good time for him. Yeah. He goes out on the high as well. So yeah, I hope so. I hope he, yeah, keep his faculties together. Um, hopefully, he's made a lot of money. You know, where he doesn't have to really work. But uh, yeah, I think it's a good time for him to. Uh, Bow out. Um, okay, moving on to our first full fight review, uh, and I'm really looking forward to this, and I think you are as well. Dustin Poirier versus Michael Chandler. Um, now we know Makachev is going to go to Australia. Well, everything points to see, uh, seems to point to that fight. Uh, Volkanovski in February, I think, in Australia. Uh, I think they're looking at the SCG or MSG, one of the big cricket grounds outdoor. Um, but after that, could this be a number one contender fight for the lightweight title? Yeah, it probably should be. It probably should be. Um, I, I, it's just like the, that lightweight division. It, it's just full of... It was, for years, it's been the best division. It was, like, five, six years ago, it used to be the best division because it was so competitive. But now it's almost... It's also competitive now, but it's also, like, full of unbelievable like star main event fights on it um, I mean what, what a crazy fight even if it isn't a number one contenders I mean at MSG as well that the, the arena just seems to attract the top fights and yeah this this should be this should be up there for, for a match of the year contender for sure mm. even though Chandler's a, a dedicated wrestler I think it's going to be a stand up war yeah, I, I, it's he's one of those guys that you just seem to forget that he he's a good wrestler and about his background on the mat because he is into this. The UFC does weird things to guys like the bonus structure around it is so strong that you, you seem you do get paid more and you get pushed more if you have those you know spectacular knockouts and crazy fights. So I think Chandler learned that pretty quickly when he came into the UFC. You know, oh, I can't just sort of have okay wins here I've got to really make myself stand out and I think he's done that you know very quickly made himself a big name in the UFC yeah you're right and um, sometimes or maybe more than sometimes that the way you win in the UFC can can help you jump the queue oh yeah for sure I, I, I do think Chandler learned that very quickly I think he learned that very quickly I mean there's it's also the crowd it's, it's a sports and it's a combat sports company but it is still very based around the crowd and what their perception of you is it, if you have even one bad not bad fight if you have sort of one fight that just doesn't hit properly doesn't click with the the hardcore fans it, mm. it will make Dana kind of you know switch off to the idea of pushing you further in the future yeah. so I, it, it should be in the one contenders fight but then again there are so many guys in that lightweight division with literally one win or two wins in a row you can mm. push yourself up there I think now we're in a position with uh, Makachev that 
I think it could be a Khabib 2.0. I think it will be one of those these situations where we're all these guys now thinking, oh, right, okay, a, f- a fresh new champion who, has, you know, who hasn't been champion before and a new challenge, a guy that I haven't fought, they're going to come up and think, right, I've got a chance here, but I, I, just, I, I just don't see who's going to beat Makachev. I know it's early, yeah, and he hasn't defended the belt yet, obviously, but wow. Ugh. I know what, what I mean, uh, yeah. It's um, yeah because if if um, Poirier wins and you know let's say he is the next contender for uh, for uh, Makachev then uh, but Makachev is a bigger stronger version of Habib and look what he yeah. did to Poirier yeah I, I I truly believe it I truly truly believe it and it's just it, it's a second coming. Lots yeah. of people stepped up to Khabib thinking, oh, right, I, I, I do think I have the, the tools to beat Khabib, yeah. And then all of them fell. So, and I, and I think Makachev is just very, very, very similar, yeah. if not if not bigger, stronger. So, yeah. Carbon, it's, it's a, carbon it's, copy, but bigger and stronger. Yeah, it's, it's a terrifying prospect for sure. Mm. But it, will, it, it could be interesting because, like I said, all these guys will step up and go, okay, right, fresh champion in Makachev. New mm. challenge, new, you know, yeah, it's it's just a, an interesting picture for sure, as it always is in the lightweight division. It has been beers. Yeah, and you you mentioned a good point on on when you mentioned Michael Chandler about yeah, you know, you you got to win obviously first of all, but it does depend on how you win. And a case in point of that is uh, Benil Darish who I think he's eight and nine in a row, and he's still not really being talked about. I mean, I like him as a fighter. He's got great ground skills, uh, but I like martial arts. But if he's not moving the needle, as the old saying goes, then, um, you know, he's nine fights in a row and still not really being number one contender or guaranteed the title fight. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I like him a lot as well. I, I, really, I really do. And... Um, if you're looking at records, he's probably he should, probably should be top because of that win streak. But it's just he's one of those guys. He's just one of those guys. He doesn't move the needle with like hardcore the hardcore noisy base of UFC fans. So it, it, it it's tough. But at the end of the day, it is a business. So if you're not moving the needle, that could mean you know a few thousand, you know, hundred thousand buys. Yeah, um, it's. It's true, it's unfortunate, but it's true. Uh, UFC are not a, a governing body, they're a promotion. So, yeah, they're a, they're a promote, promotion with a capital P sometimes, with a small P other times. But uh, it's, it, They've got the opposite route to sort of the whole world of boxing, right? The whole, the whole world of boxing is run by promoters, of course, but they are held to ransom by the... The companies who run the belts, right? They decide who actually is the number one person yeah. for the for the, the title fight, and they push that and they say, "Oh, if you're not taking that, we strip the belt." Yeah. You know that that's it. That's that. <laughs> yeah. And UFC have gone differently to that. They you probably could have a structure in place where you push the guy that deserves it, like boxing does, because they don't look at the big fights. You know, mm-hmm. as as we as we've seen, a prime example is like we haven't seen AJ Tyson Fury. Before, 
because yeah. we've been dying for that fight here in Britain for you know God knows how many years, but it just never happened because well, the belt company said right, well no, WBC, no you've got to fight this guy, no you've got to fight this guy first, no you've got to, so mandatory challenges. So yeah. they've got a different route to boxing. It makes it probably more interesting for the fa- uh, for the fan because UFC put fans first. Yeah, and that fans mean means money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and you, good point about the boxing structure. A promoter, Don King, Eddie Hearn, Frank Warren, whoever it is, they're, they're just a promoter. The governing body, WBC, WBA, IBF, they apply the rules. And like you said, sometimes a champion has to fight number one, whoever it is, popular, unpopular. You've heard of him, you've not heard of him. It's a mandatory challenge. And a number of like with boxing, you can have at least four or five belts at once. And if you don't defend it for one particular alphabet, you know, governing body, WBA, WBC, whatever they are, they just say, OK, we'll take that belt off you and so on. These two guys will fight for the belt. Yeah, and I, I didn't want to go too deeply in, onto a tangent. I don't want to drag us too much away from UFC 281, but... It's like in boxing as well. There's so it's not it's inter it's promotion versus promotion, isn't it? And it's like representative of representative. Eddie Hearn doesn't want to put AJ forward for like Fury if he thinks he's going to lose. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff: shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Because then it's going to hurt his earnings in turn and hurt AJ's earnings in the future it boxing is a bit of a mess but yeah, yeah. okay uh, prediction time Poirier versus Chandler honestly I, I think it's a gut feeling this this fight I, I don't think you can really break it down with skill set versus skill set I, mm. I think this is literally just a gut feeling one and I'm gonna say Poirier hmm knockout slash TKO just just on a gut feeling really and yeah just a gut feeling I think he's good against punchers he's good against strikers so yeah. if Chandler takes it down that route I think Poirier is uh, slicker and more more precise yeah I, I know what you mean it's it's not so much about styles it's more about on the night and who's going to be the who's going to tough it out longer take a bit more punishment uh, I think if Chandler mixes his wrestling which he can do 
because Poirier hasn't got the greatest wrestling defense. He's good off his back, but he's not an expert at the highest level. Um, if Chandler mixes it up, I, I can see Chandler getting a decision. Uh, oh yeah, for sure, for sure. But depending on his ego, if he gets carried away with trying to have another brawl like he did with Keche, then yeah, he could get KO'd quite easily. Yeah, for sure. And also, I think Chandler is coming off a bit of a high from that amazing uh, knockout of Tony Ferguson yeah. earlier this year. Yeah, good point. Momentum. He's he's on a high. He's you know he's KO'd a very extremely tough zombie-like fighter. Ferguson is is virtually a zombie. You never would think he would get. But did did Gaethje soften him up when that four, was it four and a half rounds of a beating for the interim lightweight? Yeah, it's it's a gut feeling. This fight, really, yeah. honestly, I I think it's a gut feeling. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. But we've disagreed. You said Poirier, I've said Chandler. Yeah. So we'll come back next month and. Uh, Compare betting slips, I think. Yeah, for sure. Okay, uh, the co-main event is the women's uh, strawweight. Uh, Carla Esperanza versus Wild Zhang, Wiley Zhang, and um, obviously Zhang, former champion, uh, but uh, she got KO'd by Rose. Uh, what do you think of this? Quite an interesting uh, matchup. Yeah, it's just that that division is a bit of a, a bit of a cluster, really, isn't it? It's full of girls who just beat each other sort of hot potato the belt around depending on who turns up because I think Rose on on her her peak day could probably just turn up and and, and beat everybody Um, but for some reason she has these these fights that she just does not turn up at all and she doesn't really want to doesn't look like she wants to win and that's why we now have uh, Esparza as, as champ I think Wiley has could have a long future at the top, and as 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 champ. I mean, I, if if she wins, she's probably going to be given a fight against Rose because <laughs> because they because obviously she lost twice to Rose, so there's a trilogy down the line somewhere, uh, and maybe Rose just her her kryptonite, you know, and just mm-hmm. has her number for maybe. But I I, I think I think Wiley, if on on her day could could be unbeatable so strong at that weight big powerful unbelievable with her hands I, I think this is going to be a wily win um, mm. I think I don't want to say Esparza was lucky mm. but you know the fight where she won the belt earlier this year was well forgettable yeah um Uneventful. In fact, nothing really, nothing happened at all, really. Mm-hmm. So I think she almost won it on uh, by default. Yeah, I hate to say that. I hate to say those words to somebody who has you know dedicated you know the entire year in camp to, to that fight, but that fight just was a dud. Um, won it by default, and I think Wiley has all the tools to win it. Yeah, I think stand up in terms of hand speed and, and power, I would give that to Wiley. Um, she is prepared to be a brawler. Uh, Esparza, she has got good wrestling credentials, but I don't think they're always on display. So uh, that could be her path to victory, but over five rounds, can she do that? So uh, I'm not sure about this one, to be honest. I, I would probably go Wiley, which she has a bit more weapons and uh, 
you know, considerable more power probably and really good fast hands and just doesn't stop coming forward. Yeah, but yeah, for sure. Aspires, uh, you know, she's kind of known for her powerful wrestling. Like it's, she's a great wrestler, and it's in it's in her base. But it's just Wiley uh, trying to keep Wiley down. I can't imagine Wiley being close to the uh, weight limit come fight day. So it's just like, are you going to keep her down for a long period of time? Probably not. Mm. Yeah, I think we're both going for. Wiley, probably a late TKO, maybe? Even even early TKO, to be honest. I, I, I hope this isn't a long one. It's, listen, I don't want to, like I said earlier, I don't want to disrespect these women who, who spend so long in camp for these fights. But sometimes in this in these divisions, in the, in the women's division, sometimes the fights just have a, a tendency to just be duds. And we, I don't know why. I don't know if it's something about the mentality or the pressure. So, sometimes they're duds and it, it just happens. I just really hope it's not. I think Wiley has the, the potential to take the title forward and, and have a, a long uh, future of exciting fights, for sure. Yeah, yeah, OK. Uh, we're moving on to the, the main event. And that's obviously Adesanya versus Pereira. Um, have you seen their uh, kickboxing fights? They had two. I've seen the endings of them. Mm. Yes, I've seen. I haven't seen. I, I, I would lie if I said I said I've seen the whole thing, but I have seen the endings of them. I watched most of the first one and, and a good portion of the second one. Obviously, the ending of the second one with that left hook. Um, yeah. But what struck me was that. There's no difference in height. They're both six foot four. Um, Adesanya is more slick, more polished, shall we say. Pereira is a bit more wild. Um, from a stand-up point of view, in kickboxing, obviously, MMA is different. Um, but MMA, you start off standing up, so uh, it'd be interesting. Yeah. For, for sure, and I think I think Adesanya he'll he'll go into this fight. I'm sure with the press conference and saying that it, it has no effect on him, and he's not even thinking about the old the, the other two fights and all these differences between the two the two combat sports. But it would it, it I'm sorry, but it would weigh on your mind that you're coming up against a guy who has already beaten you beaten you twice. It's it's caught you right. I mean, you're 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 human. You can't go into this thinking, ah, oh, you know, it was nothing. It was blah blah blah. You you must be thinking every day, oh, this guy's beat me twice. Like you know, and it, and it was in different different methods of victory as well. He's already beaten him in points and then knocked him out. I, it, it's going to be a gr- it's going to be a great one. And there's, I'm not surprised that Pereira has got this shot so early in his mm. UFC career. I, th- I think he made his his, um, his debut literally a year ago at this at the MSG card, hmm. and I, th- I think we even sp- we probably did a show on it. And I'm pretty sure I said in that show, Pereira has got to be you know one or two more wins, and he's he's going to get a shot. And here we are a year later, three wins under his belt and on the UFC, and he's got the title shot. Yeah, e- everybody could see it coming. 
Mm-hmm. You know, everybody was watching Pereira, just make, just making sure that he won. And you know, the expectation was there that he was going to face Adesanya very soon. Biggest card of the year, you know, this is kind of their WrestleMania of, of the year. I know they have the International Fight Week in, in July, but mm-hmm. the MSG card in November is kind of their yeah. showcase card. It's a perfect main event, and the the, the story behind it is is fabulous. It's not, you know, it's not re- it's, it's driven by hate as well, but there's like a really good combat sports history behind it as well, which just you know adds to it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The uh, the two kickboxing fights for uh, Pereira, the wins, um, certainly propelled him to get this title shot, and it helped him that Adesanya is the champion. Um, the only thing is the experience in MMA. Uh, Adesanya has had twenty four fights, twenty three and one, and Alex Pereira has had seven, six and one, um, but. Uh, that, yeah, obviously the fights start standing up and um, Adesanya is not a wrestler of any description. Um, yeah, yeah, and it's, it's a great point. Since the last two, their, their last two fights in kickboxing, Adesanya has gone on to have multiple fantastic fights, but then also a few duds. Yeah, for sure. You, you know, but then, I call them duds. They're still title defences, you know, there's still experience, still more minutes under his belt, still collecting all the experience in MMA rules, and it's 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 going to be very very interesting because usually Adesanya goes into these fights, especially the big fights. You know what he's like. I, I'm not a fan of it. I think it's so forced and so cringe. His mm, uh, yeah. characteristics, you know, all the the crazy dancing throughout the week. Like, yeah. you know, going into press conferences, he dances in and to the fight night, he comes out with elaborate dances and music. And mm. I, I think it's really forced, right? And he hasn't, he's had a great record in this division specifically. So he's yeah. proved me wrong every time. But <laughs> if, if he goes into this fight specifically against a guy who's already beaten him, beaten him twice in slightly different rules, but if he still goes into this, you know, dancing to the ring, Alex Pereira is just going to be stood there waiting, knowing he's got the experience of beating this guy. Yeah, I I think this is tough. I wouldn't say it's Adesanya's toughest fight and toughest title defense, but this one I think he really has to take serious, as I'm sure he does every fight. But he's really going to have to knuckle down on this one, and you know any any strand of this fight camp don't take it lightly. You know. Yeah, and I. I... I don't see any reason why this, however long it lasts, two rounds, three rounds, five rounds, who knows. I don't see any reason why it won't be on its feet in the duration of the, of the, of the fight. Um, because none of them are grapplers of note, you know, they're not wrestlers of any, any particular echelons or uh, skill set, so... It could be a kickboxing fight with four ounce gloves. I, I 100% agree, and I, I hope it is. To, I, I don't see why it should go any differently, really. Pereira would, he should be playing up to his strengths. He, again, he's beaten this guy twice in kickboxing rules, so you'd want to keep it as close to that as possible because you know you've got that experience of beating this guy 
in those rule sets. So you, you would just try and keep it as close to that as possible. Adesanya might want to take it the complete opposite. You know, mm. he knows that he that Pereira's gotten him beat twice, and so maybe take him completely out of his comfort zone. Yeah. Maybe not to a place that doesn't really benefit Adesanya that much, but as long as Pereira is even more out of comfort, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It, it could work to his advantage. Um, I, I don't think we are going to see that. I think we're going to see a very long stand-up fight, but it's definitely something I'm sure him and his team will consider at length, I'm sure. Okay, it's time to uh, put your money where your mouth is and uh, give us a prediction. Um, even everything I've said against Adesanya and I really hope Pereira wins to be honest I've been waiting for somebody to shut Adesanya up <laughs> at middleweight for a very very long time and nobody has stepped up to the plate I think Adesanya is going to retain and I think it's going to go to a decision it could be a very violent decision you mm. know it could be a very bloody one Yeah. but I think Adesanya probably has the experience of grinding out a victory, look at his last, you know, three anyway, his three title retains or unanimous decisions. Mm. I think he's in this, he's, in, he's on a roll now of doing it, you know, he knows what he has to do to grind out and get those points and I think it's almost a, uh, you, you know, it's just casual for him, at least the last fight was very casual. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I mostly agree, I, I, I've got a feeling that Adesanya will retain the title. I think Alex has has, has a very good chance, partly because of the, the history, partly because I don't see Adesanya taking this to ground, easily anyway. It'd be, it'd be forced and it wouldn't be natural for him. Um, so it would be quite a sort of a uncoordinated type takedown, I think. And uh, But, you know, with four rounds gloves, Pereira connects... Who knows? It could uh, could end the night early for Adesanya. Yeah, for sure. And maybe Pereira's raw. Obviously, he's got, he's got a lot of kickbox. It's not like he's a rookie or anything, but slightly fresher. Mm. Pereira potentially. Yeah, it's it, it's going to be a cracking fight. I'm sure. I, and I, I like I said, I don't expect Adesanya to take it down to the ground at all. I expect it to be two guys stood up, and I expect it to be full, full of, of kickboxing, to be honest. Yeah. But and Adesanya, I don't think will as much. I think I want to keep it away from that. I think he'll use his striking a lot more. But yeah, I, I think he'll grind out a, a decision win. I think Adesanya. I, I can't see these guys going down. But mm. I, just, I just hope it's from a, from a putting my fan hat on for a second. I just really hope it's a little bit more exciting and on the front foot than the, the Jared Cannonier fight. Yeah, yeah. Or, sh- or can we mention the uh, Joel Romero? <laughs> no, we can't mention that. No. <laughs> that was horrid. That was absolutely... Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't want to add to that. I think I think that has summed it up nicely. But yeah, it's, yeah. that wasn't all Adesanya's fault for sure. But just he 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 he's he, he's going to do what he has to do to retain the title, right? Yeah. I, I get it. I, I criticise him, but I, you know, from his mindset and his point of view, I get it. I get why you don't want to be on the front foot too much against a challenger. That's kind of 
their job to be on the front foot. Yeah, but exactly. Yeah. But please make it a little bit more entertaining, for God's sake. Yeah, and he, he comes <laughs> across as an entertainer, but you've got to entertain with your fight style as well. Well, exactly, and that's maybe what he's thinking. Oh, well, you know, outside of the cage, I'm really entertaining. Well, maybe bring that into the cage a little bit more because mm. uh, if you if you put another dud on, right, you'll quickly lose fans because fans, all, all they'll remember is, oh, that Pereira fight was rubbish. Yeah. Oh, that Cannoneer fight was yeah. pretty bad. Oh, he had that Romero fight before. That was rubbish. Yeah. So you, you don't want to start getting that in crowds' minds because then they'll just turn off and just go, well, I won't watch that. I'll watch it on replay. Yeah. Watch on YouTube. Yeah, there's only one thing worse than watching paint dry is watching the varnish dry. Uh, at least paint's got colour. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, moving yeah. on. Okay, so that's uh, that concludes our review for UFC 281 uh, at Madison MSG at Madison Square Garden on November the 12th. Overall, it's it's a very deep card. There's we could have probably done another three or four fights if we had the time. Um, but yeah, so uh, just give us your thoughts on uh, if you go into any live events, Matt, or are you doing anything on social media? So at Purely MMA on Twitter, um, live tweeting most live, you know, live UFC shows. I, I, I put my, my body and mind on the line and stay up at 2, 3, 4, 5 a.m. and watch them and, and, and live tweet it and like to get discussion going. So please drop us a follow and, and get involved with our discussion. It's always good fun. And I, I, I am interested in, uh, in starting up some of the Twitter space, Twitter spaces, um, are kind of like live podcasts, aren't they? Where you start up a, a Twitter space and then people join and you can all chat and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm interested to start a couple of them for the big fights, get people discussing it as the fight is un, unraveling. That'd be quite cool. Uh, no live shows, lined up at the moment but whenever there is a UK show I'm, I'm definitely hooked in I just wish UFC would um, price themselves a little bit better for their London shows you know they're not they're getting better the London shows but the cards usually are kind of a UFC fight night level in America but they charge pay-per-view prices so kind of prices a lot of people out of the market but yeah, when the okay. UK shows are on, we'll be uh, we'll be looking to attend and uh, hope to catch you on Twitter at Purely MMA. Okay, so this has been the MMA sh- shower uh, sponsored by HattonJamesLegal.com, HattonJamesLegal.com, and available on Spotify. I think I think it is. Yeah, and also SRBMedia.co.uk. Uh, just do a search and, and you'll find the podcast there and. Uh, Thank you for your uh, input and uh, responses. Uh, hopefully next month we'll have time to go through a couple of questions. Uh, but we'll, uh, we'll have a podcast out next month and hopefully uh, have a chance to uh, review the UFC 281 and uh, see if our predictions were uh, spot on or where they just completely... A load of rubbish, but uh, thank you for listening and uh, good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you may be. Thank you.